The following teaching is brought to you by Crosspoint Church. For sermon notes and other resources, visit go to crosspoint.com. Good morning. There it is. Hi. How are you? My name is Bob Dada. I'm one of the elders here. Um, I drew the short straw, and here I am. So that's okay. I'm happy to be here. I'm just joking. I'm happy to be here. Um, it's a great morning. Hey, right now we have Memorial Day coming up uh, tomorrow. So right now I want to have a moment of silence for those that have served and fallen. Given the recent tragedy in Uvalde, we're going to have a moment of silence for them as well. And then I'll follow it up with prayer. Okay? Let's go. Father, uh, this morning we want to just ask that we have our ears on, Lord God, that our, that our hearts are soft for you, for your word. If there's stuff we need to hear, Lord God, which I guarantee, Lord God, this is not, this is not uh, just a, a schism of, of circumstance that everyone is here, Lord God. Like you placed them here. You knew exactly that they were going to be here, Lord God, for your message, for your word. I pray there that we would uh, accept this word um, eagerly and that we would get up and go use it. And pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks. Hey, so today we're going to talk about some passages from God. The Bible is, is filled with direction from God just constantly. I mean, from the very beginning, he told Adam and Eve what to do. You know, told Adam, hey, this whole garden is yours. Everything, everything you can see is yours. Just don't touch this tree. It's clear direction. From beginning to end in the Bible, there's this constant, constant direction. I'm, he's giving direction, and then he's leaving it up to us to receive that information. Okay? Um, title of the message is called Good Calm. So some of you may know that, I've been, uh, that I retired as a police officer a couple years ago. I did about 28 years of law enforcement, so I have a ton of stories. And I would love to go over all those stories with you. Uh, one by one, but I'm just going to share the one. And uh, as I was praying about this message and praying about, Lord, hey, what's, I need, you know, a story. I love, I love hearing stories. I hope you guys do too. Um, he brought to light this little gem. Now, I don't know if some of you watched uh, last night's YouTube, but I couldn't, I, I couldn't stop laughing. So I apologize beforehand for this because to me it is one of the, fo- the most funniest stories I have that I've experienced, and um, any time that we're close to death, I'm sorry to say, any, us police officers, any time we're close to death, we're going to laugh really hard about it. Like, the one time there's a boat that exploded next to us, like, just roiling in flames, and we got away, and then we started laughing about it. It was just, to us, it was hilarious. I'm sorry if that's not funny, dude. <laughs> we found it very funny. <laughs> it was so warm. But um, why is the sun next to us now? So uh, Joe Sharp and I were on patrol. I worked um, graveyards for about nine years. I loved it. Um, mostly because uh, there's a, lack, a huge lack of people uh, on graveyards. And I don't like people. So that's the perfect place for me to work. I can get from point A to point B very quickly. Plus, all the calls are so weird. And this, this story is exactly what... Uh, 
I guess I asked for, you know. So my buddy Joe, we, we followed each other around on patrol. We got along very, very well. Um, he finds uh, somebody in one of these parks that's closed, like after hours, after 10 p.m., 10.30, uh, parks are closed, so it makes it very easy to go and talk to them and get their ID and find out who they are. So we found this guy on a park, a uh, park bench, and this is facing the um, San Diego marinas uh, in San Diego. Um, Smash Landing West, I don't know if you know uh, San Diego very well, but it's a nice little marina, very peaceful, very calm, very quiet, and this guy's just sitting there like this. He's just sitting there, just staring at like nothing, you know. So I get there, and my partner Joe usually will ask, hey, can I get another unit if I need help? Dispatch says, yeah, we'll get you some more units. That wasn't the case. I just happened to be like 15 seconds behind him, so I pulled up. I get out of my car. I see Joe, and Joe gives me this look. He just does one of these, like, get over here. I'm like, okay. So I don't know what this is about. Usually we'll ask for help if somebody's um, non, not non-compliant. Well, yeah, non-compliant. Just like, I, I tell you what, some people don't like police. I don't know if you understand this, but <laughs> it's just a thing. I, I don't know. I didn't. But they just flip out, you know. And this wasn't this guy. He was just sitting there. He's just like this, you know. And uh, he, my partner has his ID, Joe has his ID, and he starts running the guy through dispatch. And uh, so I'm standing there with him. I'm, I'm the cover officer. He's contact. He gets to talk to him. I'm cover. And I'm just off to the side. I'm making sure the scene's safe for him. And I'm just waiting. And Joe and I are just looking at each other like, why is dispatch taking so long? Because it's about five minutes later, and we still haven't gotten any information back. Usually it comes back very quick. There's, you know, this guy has a warrant, or this, there's nothing on this guy, and we can move on. Um, but this time, it's, like, taking forever. Like, the clock is ticking, and Joe and I are looking at each other like, what, did the, did the computers break or something? So then dispatch did something very unusual. And this is the only time this has ever happened to me in, the, in all those years that I've worked. Because there's two of us, right? It's Joe and I. We're both 10-year veterans so we know what we're doing. Dispatch knows who we are as Beverly. She knows who we are. She knows that we're very competent about our jobs. She knows we can handle ourselves, and there's two of us. Dispatch goes, can I have two more units respond? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <sighs> I tried so hard not to laugh. Can I have two more? <laughs> Can I have two more units respond to this to the location? <laughs> and Joe, <laughs> Joe's, he's looking at the guy. <laughs> oh God! I promised myself I wouldn't laugh. So Joe's looking at the guy. She puts out. Can I have two more units respond to the location? <laughs> Joe looks at me like this. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a look that says, why did I get out of the car? Why did I contact this guy? Whew. So he goes, I'm going to go talk to my partner real quick. And he steps over to me, and he leans into me, and he goes, Bob, are we going to die? <laughs> <laughs> And I go, yeah. 
we're going to die. <laughs> Goodbye, Joe, you know. <sighs> so, you know, units respond, and they get there, and we collect the guy, and we, you know, take him away. Obviously, he was wanted for something, you know, a little bit more than uh, expired, reg- uh, expired registration tab. So, <sighs> thank you so much for bearing with me through that. So sorry. If you're brand new here, I apologize. I'll never be here again. So the whole thing about communication is dispatch knew something that we didn't. Something is very extra dangerous about this guy, and we didn't know. But we responded appropriately. We waited. We listened. We believed her, you know. I mean, we probably should have said, hey, take it easy, guy. We'll see you later, you know. But uh, that's just the look Joe gave me. But uh, he's like, let's get out of here. I don't want to be here at 2 in the morning. No more of this. But... um, but yeah, so we're going to be looking through these passages now um, where God's given his direction. Obviously not as funny as this story, but he's going to be giving us direction and it's up to us to respond appropriately. Okay. So what are good comms? Good communication is a two-way street. We have a sender and a receiver. We have a talker and a listener. We have a, you know, a giver and a receiver. You know, this is what communication is all about for those of you that are married, one person talks, the other person listens, the other person listens and kind of, you know, accepts what the speaker just said and and gives it back to them. So this is a a two-way thing. Communication is very, very important. And obviously, with God, it should be even more important. But you and I know that just going through God's Word, through His Bible, we don't always act like that. We don't always get what he's either saying or we don't receive it or we don't like it. You know, I'll tell you what, if you're going through the Bible anytime and you're reading it like it's your best friend, you're reading it wrong. You're reading it wrong. You can't walk away from the Bible going, wow, that was fantastic and and I don't need to worry about anything. Like, there's there's some stuff in there that's going to challenge you. And and honestly, he wants to challenge us. He wants to he wants to give us a direction and he wants us to sit with it and try to figure it out, but but as we're going to go through here, we're going to we'll try to figure out how to, how, what's the best way to respond to his direction. First, we want to understand God's character. He's the creator of everything that you know. And everything that we can touch and handle is temporary. God's eternal. He created the heavens and the earth. Um, I want to use audience participation. I like this stuff. What is, what's, a, what's something awesome about God's creation over on this side? God's creation. Ocean. The oceans are beautiful. Uh, like the waves are underneath the ocean or everything. Thank you, Ed. Ed's my buddy. You got my back, brother. How about over here in the middle? What about God's creation that you like? Mountains. What was this? Us. Is that what you said? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm deaf. I oh, I got it now. Us. Thank you, Linda. <laughs> I love calling people by names. It's fantastic. That's... Yeah, us is great. How about over here? Stars. Stars are amazing. Galaxies, like all that stuff. He just he made for us just to look at and just to live in and to behold, but also just to reflect. This is God's like, hey, I, I did make these mountains and these stars and us. Like, and he just, he just wants this, this response. He's sending us direction. He created us in love. He created this entire earth for us to enjoy, and he made it out of love for us. So I think the appropriate response should be in love. He's loving us. We should also love back. It, it kind of makes sense. 
Let's move on to what God is doing here. God gives us a plan. It's up to us to believe him. God gives us a plan. It's up to us to believe him. Let me read from Isaiah 55. If you have your Bible in front of you, if you, have a, if you need a Bible, there should be Bibles underneath the seats in front of you. Isaiah 55. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. What's this saying? Obviously, we should know by now that his ways are just like totally different than ours. Like, we definitely want to see... Um, the best, the best that we can do, the best that our kids can do, or our friends, or, you know, for a future, like, we always want the best, but we, we don't really ask him about it. Maybe some of you guys, some of you high schoolers here, right? Some of you high schoolers maybe want to go to MIT, maybe. But what if he doesn't? What if that's not in his plan? Some of you want to get married, do you know there's a gift of celibacy and a gift of singleness? Maybe that's what he wants for us. And we're not going to get it. This is where we're going to start kind of like, I don't like this. I, I don't know if this is what I want. I, I, this is what I want to do, so how come you don't want this kind of thing? Like, I'm heading this direction, God. You should be following me and blessing me as I go along my journey. And that's just not how it works. And the really neat, the really, a really awesome expression of his love is he lets us. If you don't listen to him and you don't want to, which all of us have been there, amen? Am I the only one? Ed, in the back, I know. But uh, he's not paying attention. But we'll go our own way anytime, any given day. We're going to wake up and go do our own thing, Right? It's, I mean, we constantly, it's like we constantly have to like, all right, hey, you wake up in the morning. Hey, I know all the stuff I've got planned out for the day. Lord, what do you want me to do today? Is there something else? This is what, I, this is what, I, hey, you got to pay bills. You got to work. You got to take care of the kids and unfortunately laundry and all this other stuff. But maybe he wants you to make a phone call to somebody. Or maybe he wants you to go do something. I don't know. But it's, it's rare that, that we're, um, that he's always on our mind first. And I wish we could change that. The second thing about responding to God is God gives us a plan. Nope, I already did that one. God gives us direction. It's up to us to obey him. God gives us direction. It's up to us to obey him. Let's go look at Deuteronomy 5.33. Deuteronomy is the fifth book of the Bible at the very beginning. Deuteronomy 5.33. You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live and that it may be well for you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which you will possess. So that's a clear direction. You shall walk in the way which the Lord your God has commanded you. That's a direction. And the promise is you may live and that you may be well with you. So look at that word obey. You can circle, underline, whatever. Obey is a word that is, I want to say, anti-American. <laughs> that's how we were born. <laughs> we're like, no, we're, we're done you know, working for the queen, we, we're going to have our own thing over here. But obedience, it goes back further than that. Just like I talked about with Adam and Eve. He's like, God gave clear direction. Don't touch the tree. 
And it's like, you got it, Lord. We're going to go over here and we're not going to touch, you know what I mean? Like, and, but that's how we are. Like, parents, some of your high schoolers are here. Are they super obedient? Any, anyone has like super obedient kids? Like, they wake up and, oh, mommy, I can't wait to like, what, tell me what to do today. <laughs> like, I've already made my bed. I've picked up all my toys. I'm not going to watch, I'm not going to play Minecraft yet. I'm not going to play YouTube yet. But just what can I, you know what I mean? Like, that would be weird. Honestly, if that happened, you're going to like, okay, something's wrong here. So we don't want that. But like, we're just not, that's not who we are. We're not, we're not that type that just obey. Obey is not natural to us. Obedience is not natural to us. And he knows that. Again, he, he knows us. He knows what you're not going to like. And honestly, he doesn't leave you alone. When he tells you to go do something, I think Jonah is a great book to read about obedience. If you go through Jonah, Jonah uh, was told, hey, go to the city, go to Nineveh, where there's, I think, what was it, 300,000 people that don't know me, and they're on the verge of destruction. I am on the verge of destroying them, because their wickedness was, like, getting real high. But God wanted to give them a chance. And Jonah says, nope. I'm going to go the opposite. I want them to burn, God. I want them to be destroyed. Um, and it was funny because uh, the whole story with Jonah, he, fall, or he jumps over the side of a ship. Um, he gets swallowed up by a fish. Fish comes up, vomits him back upon the land. When he comes out of the fish, God says, hey, great, you're here. Hey, go to the city Nineveh. Like, he just picks up the same direction. Like, he doesn't even say, he doesn't mess around with, okay, did you learn your lesson? You know, like us parents can... <laughs> Well, I hope you've learned your lesson, Jimmy. Like, no, he doesn't do that. He's like, good, yep, off you go. And, he, and he's, I, I tell you what, he's constantly doing that with us. I wonder why. Why would he constantly do that with us? Because we're sheep. Jesus says we're sheep. Are sheep one of the more intelligent creatures? No. Um, I've heard funny stories about sheep that they will eat themselves to death. If you let them sit in like a, a just imagine this pristine uh, grass everywhere. You let sheep in, they will stuff themselves full and die. That's why they have to keep moving. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Keep moving. Like, sheep are just not... That's us, though. It's almost, it's almost an affront, right? Hopefully to our pride. Like, oh, well, I'm, I'm a little brighter than that. No, Jesus, no. No, you need a shepherd. You need someone to give you direction. And that direction comes with obedience on our part. Next is God gives us his promise... It's up to us to wait for him. God gives us his promise. It's up to us for wait, to wait for him. I'm going to read from Psalm 27.14 now. Psalm 27.14 says, Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. There's two different ways we can look at waiting. Because waiting can be extremely difficult. Out of these three, out of believing, obeying, and waiting, we get antsy. We want things to happen. When somebody's sick, we, we want them healed immediately. When we're looking for a job, we want, we want the call back immediately. Like, we don't like waiting. Nobody likes waiting. There's an, I haven't met, it's, oh, God, that's my favorite thing is to wait. I love waiting. And I would say, you're high on something. I don't know. Nobody likes waiting. It's not in our nature to just sit and patiently, right? Starbucks line, anyone? Love it. I love waiting. And that's why everyone gets all, that's where all the K 
Karens, I shouldn't say that, but that's where other Karens <laughs> like to visit. But now there's two things about waiting. Our perception is, is going to dictate what we do with waiting, okay? We, impatient, I get it. A lot of us are impatient. We want things to change. We want, we want now, and we want, we want the best results for us. But it doesn't happen all the time, right? Waiting can, waiting can be weeks, and unfortunately, waiting can be months. Sometimes, I remember I was out of a job for like eight months. Like, that's, that's not cool, you know? Uh, it could be years. If it's something health-related, or, or hey, some of us are praying for uh, a loved one, right? I'm, I've been praying for my brother since... I mean, I got, I mean, he was born um, when I was 16, 17, something like that. Um, and when I came to the Lord, uh, I've been praying with him or for him since, and he's not there yet. That's like easily over 30 years I've been praying for him. So it could take years. So there's a couple of things we could do. Uh, we can be very impatient about it and, and get, unfortunately, we can get angry with God, right? Am I the only one that's gotten angry? Ed, you good? Angry at God. No, we can get very angry with them because we're not getting what we want. And where are you? And what's going on here? Just go read through the, some of the Psalms. David is constantly a little upset about stuff. He's constantly like, God, where are you? What's going on? How come we're not, we're not moving? What's going on here? Or, or I, I thought of how there's some really awesome saints here. I won't point them out. I won't, I won't do the name thing. But I think hopefully some of us know who some awesome saints, and you just want to like, I want to be more like that person. It's because they wait on the Lord. It's because they, they've learned patience. They understand who's given them direction. They understand that God is for them. They understand that, that he knows better. And so they just, they grow content. And they just come to a place where like, okay, while I'm waiting... Lord, what else do you have for me? Because it's not just that. Like, part of this journey isn't just, like, meeting your goals, like, every other year, every other month, or whatever. You know, that's, that's great if you're doing that. But, like, there's so much more to that that God wants to introduce us to. It's not this journey of walking with him is an every day. It's a nice, gentle walk with him. It's walk with the Lord. It's not run and sprint. It's not pull your hair out, you know, while you're getting frustrated. That's up to you. And this is the crazy thing is he lets you. Again, I, I said that. He, he's going to let you do that. If that's what you want to do, if you want to go nuts and, and bang your head against the wall or whatever, then he's going to let you. Or we just, we just, okay, you know what? I'm waiting for that. What else do we have, Lord? What else is going on? That hasn't, I haven't seen the results of this. So what else can I do? What, what else do you have for me? And that can be a really, that can be a huge growth thing for us as far as growing and growing closer to the Lord, uh, walking with the Lord. Because now there's like a lot of trust, and this is what we want. We want some good, awesome trust with him, some faith. He says uh, in Hebrews, it says, he's not, he's not, without faith, it's not gonna, you're not going to please him. We're not working, we're not working for our salvation. We're not working for him to love us. He just wants us to believe. Just, hey, just believe me. And that's it. That's all that we need. And I guarantee you, in this journey of, of walking with the Lord, there's always going to be something. This is not, our God is not boring. We just talked about his creation. What part of, 
the ocean? What part of the mountains? I love volcanoes. <laughs> Those are fun. <laughs> this blowing. I mean, that's nothing is boring. People, thank you, Linda, for giving. Yeah, people, I, I worked with a lot of people in graveyards. Never boring. That job was never boring. There's nothing boring about God. So while we're waiting, while we're in this kind of like, okay, yeah, I don't see it happening yet, we can just set it down and go, all right, what else do you have for me while we're waiting for that? That's some awesome, there's an awesome opportunity for, for heart-to-heart, for intimacy with him. This is what he desires. It's not just like, a, like my training officer used to say, you don't have to like it, you just have to do it. That's not, that's not what he's looking for. He's looking for a, I'm, I want to be vulnerable to him. I want to be open to him. I want to, to know him more. Right? I think the band is going to come up. Is the band going to come up? Thank you. <laughs> I'm never going to be here again. Don't worry. It's... You know, through all of this, through all of this, humility is what's, what's needed here. Humility is needed in believing. Humility is needed in obeying. Absolutely. And then humility is needed when we're waiting. We just want to, like, just be in this place of humble. My way is not your way, God. So... I want to wait. I want to obey. And if, hey, guess what? This is fantastic. This is a great opportunity. If you're having issues with any of these, we have a a prayer team in the back. That's what they're there for. They want to pray with you. Please go back up there. Get up out of your seat. Walk back there. Because all of these are difficult. And none of these are meant to be for you alone. This is like a community thing either through small groups, through new friends, through old friends, or just somebody willing to pray with you in the back. We've got prayer in the back. We have communion in the four corners here. In the back uh, left corner, stage left corner, there's uh, gluten-free if you need that. So that's an opportunity for you to maybe, if there's an opportunity for you to repent, like, hey, Lord, I, I need to repent. I'm not obedient. I have a hard time listening to you. Hey, he's... He's so patient with us. And he wants you to. He wants to meet you there, either in the prayer or in communion. I'm going to pray right now. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you that you gave us this message to just to speak to us. It's not to scold us. It's not to hammer it over our heads. This is, this is from a loving God. This message is from a loving God for his creation, from creator to creation. You love us so much and you know what's better for us. And you do have the plans that we want to know more about, Jesus. So please help us with this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. For more resources, check out go to crosspoint.com.